The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. Welcome everybody for the Monday evening meditation. It's funny, we already meditating here, waiting for the meditation to start. Now I'm going to break the meditation. So, so Monday meditation, we usually have this one hour here and then there will be questions at the end. So if you have any questions coming up on the meditation, don't worry about too much trying to remember it. It will come to you if you, if it's really important uh, question. Today I thought I'd, I'll talk about um, or teach you about a little bit of a perceptions with, that was the talk I gave yesterday. So today we're going to do a meditation on perceptions. I don't know what to say now. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so quite often people complain to us and they, they don't know, I don't know, I kind of calm my mind. The problem in, uh, with that is that there's two problems in that saying that I is the problem. I, when, as long as you have I there, there's a problem and cannot calm my mind. So the can, can the doing thing is there, like we need to get sort of stop that as well. So we try to stop the I and we try to stop the doing. And then there is left is meditation. So you only have two problems. You are the problem and the doing is the problem. So as long as we don't have those two things there, we meditation happens. So I like the simile of Ajahn Brahm has that um, the driverless bus. We are driving our bus all the time everywhere. I know there's at least one bus driver and one pilot here and we all of our pilots in our lives, bus drivers. Whereas instead we should be watching through the window the scenery what's happening. And nowhere else is as important as when you're meditating. We try not to get caught up with those ideas of what's happening in your mind. Mind always tends to throw up images and you get caught up with those sceneries. You own those sceneries instead of just looking through the window, the bus window. And we tend to be the driver. We try to calm our minds. So let's today, let's try not to get up, get caught up with those things and, and um, have those things in your mind's eye when, when there's all kind of things coming, whatever comes to your mind, see them as uh, perceptions, like I, I was talking yesterday, as that they don't belong to you. It's like a mirage. They're not right or wrong. There's nothing right or wrong about your perceptions, how you perceive those things. There's pain, they're painful ideas or happy things coming to your mind or interesting or really things which you don't want to see in your mind. Just see them as perceptions. 
as if they were scenery in your mind. So let's try to change our way of perceiving things and see what happens. So make sure you have comfortable seats. How are you sitting? And if you want to move, sometimes we tend to be too rigid. So there is no right or right or wrong way of sitting. Always remember that there is no. You don't get faster to enlightenment by crossing your legs and full lotus. I never seen anybody very calmly sitting and grinding their teeth because they have a lot of pain. This is not a concentration camp. We're not concentrating. We are calming, letting the mind calm itself. So when you feel comfortable, you can close your eyes. And even if now you feel that, oh, maybe it wasn't a perfect posture or perfect way I'm sitting, that's all right. You can move around a little bit. We're going to be sitting in this bus seat for a while now. Make sure you're comfortable and you're, you have a nice bus seat. This actually, this seat, hopefully, will turn from bus seat into business class airplane seat. And from business class, I think, if we go really well, it's going to turn into first class. It's going to be nicely padded, first class seats afterwards. So, first of all, perceive, feel what it feels in your body. Is there anything which is causing you tension on your body? There's something tight on your body, maybe your belt or something, loosen up the belt. Or your shirt or something, make sure you're comfortable with your clothing. And you can have a perception of not owning this body. Quite often we, by owning the body, we make a big mess out of it. We're causing problems by owning this body. It doesn't belong to us, it belongs to the nature. So let's try to be kind and um, soft towards the body of ours, which takes us from place to place. So without dwelling too long on very small individual parts, which is like, we just feel what it feels on your right foot. How's the right foot feel underneath if you're sitting on a cushion, if it's underneath your thigh or somewhere? Does it, do you feel warmth there on your right foot? Make sure it's comfortable and perceive it kindly. 
Look at your right foot with kindly eyes. And say hi. Oh, you're still there. And then we do the same for the left foot. We look at it with kindly eyes. I only always quite often use a simile like my grandmother who was really always looked at us grandchildren very kindly. She was a really beautiful grandmother, passed away when I was a novice. In the same way you look at your left foot and your toes on your left foot, wiggle them a little bit. Perceive them kindly, look at them with the kindly, grandmotherly eyes. These two feet of us are, ours are very nice. And going up from the left foot, going to the ankle, going towards the knee there, make sure everything there is nicely relaxed and for me, for a long time, I had a lot of pain under my, my, underneath my ankles because there was somehow pressure point there. So make sure if there is pain coming somewhere there in your legs, on your knees perhaps quite often, put your feet forward and then hold them up there for a while and put them, cross them underneath yourself afterwards as well. After a while, make sure you're kind going up towards the hip. Feel how it feels on your hip, inside of there, the bone, the hip bone inside of you, the whole pelvic region. Now go down from the pelvis onto your right leg, make sure we the whole right leg is nicely folded down underneath you. The whole, everything below your pelvis is soft. And it doesn't belong to you. Perceive it as not yours. And coming back to the pelvis, feel your stomach. Don't hold in your stomach. Even if you want to be thinner, no one's going to see it now. Just breathe into your stomach. Have a beautiful, round, soft stomach. For a while, we just hear the breathing. Just breathe into your stomach and out from your stomach, in and out. For a while, we can just relax here, 
For a while we have nowhere to go and nothing to do. What are we doing? We're just relaxing. That's our perception. Relax. 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 You're breathing in kindness and softness into your stomach. How nice it is for a while not to do anything. We're sitting in this bus. This destination will be there. And we have to again move on, rush around in our lives. But at the moment, how nice it is just to breathe into the stomach. And then feel how it feels on your back. The bottom end of the back and the middle, middle back. Make sure it's sitting, leaning softly against that chair of yours where you're sitting but it's nicely rolled up soft when you're sitting on a cushion don't be rigid move your attention towards your shoulders the upper back Quite often we're carrying the world of the, on our shoulders. Feel the right shoulder, if there's any tension there on the right shoulder. And let it droop down and relax your right shoulder. And say with your left shoulder, how nice it is to relax for a while. And just feel your whole body starting to relax. Start feeling, perceiving this body, which is not yours. It's almost just a living, breathing organism. And from the shoulders down, make sure your right hand is pulling down your shoulder and resting on your lap. You can go down down into your right hand, into your fingers and your hands. However you keep your fingers and hand, there's no one way of holding them. Make sure they're all soft. 
and going up towards the right hand and your fingers on your left hand rather. The fingers are nicely softly curled. And going up in the right, left hand again, sorry brother. Keep going up on your left hand. Make sure your whole left hand is soft as well. And your left shoulder is pulling down by the weight of the left hand. And like I said earlier, feel the body from neck down. As a soft, kind, relaxed, thing which takes care of itself. Make sure your neck is nice and soft. It's holding up this heavy ball of what we call our skull and our brain. Make sure your back of your head is nicely soft, even though you don't think there's muscles there, but there is, they are rather. sure your right ear is soft, and your left ear. Your listening, relaxing tones. So the inner ears can rest. You perceive this constant sound as beautiful. Make sure your jaw muscles are nice and soft. Don't tighten up your jaw. And the big 
tongue inside of it resting there. Even the tiniest little muscles in your face should be relaxed. You don't need Botox. All the wrinkles on your face should be melting away. This makes you beautiful. Look at your own face like you would be looking. Look your face in the mirror. And you feel, you perceive yourself as a good human being. We can look at your own reflection That being is good enough. Perceive yourself like you would be outside of you. Like it's a mirage in that mirror. And look at, look at it kindly. How beautiful that being in front of you is. That body, that face. Perceive it kindly. It's a good friend of yours. Doesn't belong to you. You start perceiving a little bit of movement what is going in and out of the body of yours or maybe even rather that body which doesn't belong to you but there is something moving there's something moving in out, in and out of your body. It might be breath, but how do we know it's breath? It's just a movement in the body. It's too fine to see any breath there. But perceive the movement 
the feelings Do you feel like the body's moving? Almost like waves. The body's taking care of itself. You just perceive Don't get carried away, don't go too far with the scenery. Feel the movement in the body. For a while we need to anchor ourselves with these movements. Otherwise the scenery will suck you in. Just feel the movements. If you stay with the movement for a while, you start seeing it, perceive it more one-pointed.
you get start getting glimpses of the breath. If you get carried away, the best way to bring yourself back is by smiling a little bit. Oh, I got carried away. Smile. And that brings you into the body. And then See if you can see the breath appearing. No matter what happens, even if you are super frustrated, perceive it kindly. If you smile at something, it's okay.
You are sitting 10,000 feet on a first-class seat. You don't need to do anything. Don't analyze things. Now we try to leave the body sitting on its own there on the seat. You've been there sitting there long enough now with the body. Just leave it behind. Leave the body behind. Don't worry about it. The body and the breath start separating. There's only breath. The breath is not in the body anymore. If you allow yourself to be separated. The breath doesn't appear very clearly in the ether. You're not looking at it kind enough. Perceive the breath with kindness.
like it's the precious thing somewhere. Something you don't dare to lose. If the breath still disappears, just have a slight smile, just the slightest smile, and it appears again. It's there.
Be careful if the breath disappears. Don't go looking for it. Let it disappear. Let it. Let the even the breath disappear. Soon we will start descending back to Melbourne. But enjoy this moment. Wherever you are.
of breath starts coming back to you. Rest on the breath again for a while. Just rest on it. Those in and out breaths are soft. They are soft like you were sleeping, but you are aware. You are very aware. Next thing, what's coming back to us is our hearing. Just perceive the hearing as hearing. Don't add thoughts to it. In hearing, there's only hearing. Next thing, what comes back to us is our lamp of body. It's like a soft, malleable thing, our body. You perceive the body as a living organism which doesn't belong to you. It belongs to nature.
the body ages. The body gets sometimes sick. But it's still a good body. Next, what starts to come back to us is our perception. Of how we perceive the world. Do you see how you make up thoughts? How you go looking for your thinking mind and how useless it is. How much nicer it is not to think. It's almost like you don't want to plan this plane. You wish we could sit here. Just keep flying. Sit on these clouds. Just enjoy a few more minutes, then I will start making sound with the gong to bring you back, make the final descent on the runway. Enjoy a few more minutes.
Very good. Welcome back to the Police Society of Victoria's um, airport. The captain has now landed. Hopefully it wasn't too turbulent during the flight. Sorry I had to guide you back. Sometimes we have to go home. Very good. Wow. I could do questions, yeah. So we can start with online questions. Okay, so, so we'll, we'll take a question from online first. Um, does Arjun have any advice or tips on mindfulness when doing medial tasks? Mm -hmm. How to do mindfulness when you're doing what? Daily. Daily tasks. <clears throat> That's an interesting question. I think um, the problem with daily tasks is we, if it's like anything in life, we tend to get carried away with our own thinking mind and we, our perceptions are sometimes on our way, get on our way. And the way we see it, I think if you can bring kindness and happiness into your, whatever you're doing in your daily life, it is good. So whatever you do in life, a lot of the things we do are quite, perhaps not so meaningful. But if you can do things with kindly, with uh, kindly rather, the results tend to be a lot better. It is, uh, the, the problem is quite often we, whatever we do in life, we tend to, um, interact with others and it's difficult to be mindful when you interact with others so you do your best you do um, have your interactions with keep them as minimal as possible we think sometimes we if we um, spend a lot, a lot of time with each other and we try to help others or try to get them to understand where we're coming from I think quite quite often the better thing is not to um, get involved too much. Don't try to change anybody. Don't explain them too much. Don't um, don't try to change the world. Don't try to try to change anything really. There is a Zen saying that if it's like going through the world like a. A sharp sword, I think there is something like that. How important is anything you do in life? Whatever you do, we tend to be running from the cradle to the grave, trying to organize things and get things straight and um, get everything right, just correct. running away from work quickly I want to get back home I just want to watch telly and not to do think about these things 
do things as the best you can. You have to you have to spend time with others and make the best use of it. But that whatever you do, the most important time is that when you're doing it. Don't try to run away from things, but don't give them too much value either. Don't give them meaning which they don't have. Uh, be mindful in the day-to-day life. I don't know how much I how much I have now to say. I'm a bit tired, but uh, yeah, perceptions are important. However, you whatever you do, it's how you perceive it. How you how do you um, associate with the task in hand? Very good. Is there anything else? Does anybody have any questions from the floor? Everybody's just spaced out. <laughs> Tends to happen. Um, is there anything online? Anything else? From the uh, the same question, is the sort of a second part to it. This person was more making a comment on um, when they're doing tasks, they're feeling as though they're on autopilot, like cleaning and drying, and um, uh, and they were also talking about um, uh, listening to Dharma talks as they're as they're doing those those tasks. Um, uh, but it sort of went on and said so, sometimes uh, they don't know if they're using it, the talks as a distraction or mm. uh, it, or if it's actual sort of mindfulness practice. Yeah, I, I think it's, it has to be, you know, it will be both. I know a lot of people do listen to these Dhamma talks and I probably, my yesterday's talks, some people listened on their phone this morning on the, sitting on the toilet seat. But, um, um, yeah, I mean, look, if that's a good distraction. I don't think there's some... I did actually, for quite a while, when I was listening to Dhamma talks, I was trying to be quite... I was sitting upright always, and even these days, I'm a monk, so I'm a bit more formal. I don't tend to just lie down and listen to Dhamma talks in a bed, but I wouldn't disencourage. If you, if you want to do that, just please do that. Please listen to the Dhamma talk while you're lying down in a bed. And just if that takes you to sleep, then it's good. That's nothing wrong with that. But being in a manga, we tend to be a bit more. We have this idea, we have to be respectful. So I, I am like that. But um, if you're doing things and you listen to Dhamma talks, and if you feel that distraction, once in a while you just you wake up and you, you get something. So that's fine. It's okay. Um, so, uh, I mean, any time you you find something useful, it's it's good. Uh, life tends to be one distraction after another, and that's why we need these spaces, like the Buddhist society, where you can come and meditate. Um, we 
we need spaces where we actually do group sits in that sense are good because you you have to put a little bit more effort you want to be more quiet it's it's very easy at home when you try to have your own practice not stick with it so you know come to the buddhist society when you're doing a live listening live online perhaps don't go and get ice cream in the middle of the talk stick with it um and obviously there's uh it takes practice anything you i've just read from Ajahn Brahm recently that if anything you do in life it obviously it needs you need to stick with it it's um things tend to get you you be more at ease it's not like it gets easier but you are more at ease when you um when you stick with it you you do this over year in year out you just sort of don't get carried away too much with your whatever happens and there's there's easeness in your life as well if you stick with this practice your problems won't disappear they're there but your perceptions change you don't get carried away so much there's uh suffering is inherent in this life but uh, it's how you we relate towards uh, to to the suffering so i encourage anybody just it, you don't see that there's like oh what's the point of meditating us like it seems to be quite boring and it's perhaps painful in the beginning as well but the point is that we start perceiving the world differently we less judgmental because we see our own minds we see how out of control our own minds are so how can you judge anybody else we see how much we how unkind we've been towards ourselves so you realize how much kindness the others need all of those things they're part of what you learn from meditation and that's good enough reason to us any to stick with meditation and that what it needs patience and it needs the effort and then they'll grow because of that effort sometimes we have things like meta meditation people always say meta doesn't work to me it doesn't seem to work with this meta meditation i don't feel it that's the com- the most common complaint don't worry about it the meta comes from from your actions of seeing the suffering inside sometimes in inside of you and you perceive it and you say yeah everybody's mind everybody's mind is like that you understand that anybody everybody needs kindness in the world it grows so the worst thing is to stop the worst thing is to doesn't see uh, think in your day-to-day life that it doesn't seem to make any difference it does make a difference you are more aware even if you come here on just on this monday meditation and this is your practice stick with it stick with the meditation mindfulness it grows it grows when you meditate when you listen teachers when you respect respect is actually sometimes we don't talk enough of that but my really my favorite saying of the buddha is of um when there was a mahanama was dying there was a it was a lay person who was dying 
It's a very short sutta. Anna was dying and he was said they told they was afraid. He said, What's gonna happen? I'm gonna die soon, I'm not enlightened yet, I'm not on the path. And the Buddha said, Mahanama, if there's a tree which is leaning towards east and there's four strong men come and they got the tree from the root, which way the tree is gonna to fall to? Will it fall north, south, west or east? The Mahanama said, of course it will fall towards east because it has to lean towards the east. And the Buddha said the same way, Mahanama. If you have respect towards the Buddha, the teacher, Dhamma, the teachings, and Sangha, the, again the teachers, the Sangha of the monks and nuns, somebody who's keeping the traditions alive. And then number four, if you have your kindness, Sila is the Pali word, but sometimes we make people think it's precepts. Kindness, if you have kindness, meaning with the mindfulness day to day, you're always leaning towards Nibbana. So have respect towards these things. Practice. Respect it. By, and by practicing meditation, you respect it. You respect the tradition. Respect the teachings. That's your job. That's your practice. And be kind. Whatever it is, kind towards yourself. That's where it starts. That's your sila. You have those four things. You're always leaning towards Nibbana. That's my favorite sutta. One of my favorite suttas. It's easy. We just keep stick. We stick with it. I think I'm getting a bit tired, so I let you go home since we landed here. So, thank you for coming. It was nice to see everybody. So good.